Blog Talk Radio. Now let's join Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media as we explore the inspirational worlds of music, media, and more.
What great memories that song has. Welcome to Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio, and I have a really special guest with me today. And um, that is, uh, as everyone, I mean, I don't know anyone that hasn't heard that song, I the Tiger. And today's show is about a new book called Through the Eye of the Tiger that Jim um, has written, and that is the founding member of Survivor. And I'm going to bring him on the line. I believe he's in the studio, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that song and his career. I mean, he's just got so many great, amazing things going on. And for those of you listening, you can call in. Our number is 347-677-1036, and the show will be available afterwards on iTunes and also on demand on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. There is a chat room open as well if you'd like to go in there. And uh, Jim's website, if you'd like to go there and check it out, is Jim, J-I-M-P-E-T-E-R-I-K dot com. And it's an amazing website. You've just got to check it out. Let me bring him into the studio. And we are going to talk. Jim, is that you? <laughs> that is me, Holly. How you doing? Oh, I'm so happy you're here. I am happy you're here. I'm super excited. I, I finished up your book today. and Well, actually, I finished it up the other day, and it's just such a great book. Um, oh, thank you. And you are such an amazing person. Some of the things that you have done and are doing and <laughs> the things that you've worked on in your website, I have to tell you, I was talking to Carol the other day, and I was telling her this website is, Fantastic! I think my favorite part is it, of it, though. You're gonna laugh. Is the car part? Yeah. The cars. <laughs> <laughs> the cars got me. Well, got me. The cars, the vehicles got me too, baby. Uh, I know. How about, the, how about the guitars, though? That ain't bad, right? Love the guitars, and I really love the part in your book. You were just. A talkie about your very first guitar that was made out of plastic. Yeah, and yeah. You took looked... your dad to the music store and wanted the guitar oh. for Christmas, and the guitar you got for Christmas, and how? Oh man! And you still have that guitar to this day, right? I do. It, it looks like a toilet seat. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, you know, we went downtown and, and to this guy that my dad knew to get a deal. Mm-hmm. You know, always got to get the deal, and they yeah. had. A, a, this guitar that looked like a toilet seat and it had an aluminum neck, which really appealed to my dad because it's not going to warp, right? Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Then there's this other guitar. I plugged it in and it just came alive. It was called the Gibson. Let's yep. fall. Junior and, I, and it was between those two. I didn't know which one was going to appear underneath the Christmas tree. And that morning there was the toilet seat, and I <laughs> I had a feigned uh, I had a feigned enthusiasm. Oh, thanks, Dad. Oh, I know. I was reading that. I was reading that in your book, and yeah. I also was reading the part about um, you and your um, fascination with um, the Who and them smashing their guitars, Pete especially, smashing his guitars, and how you just couldn't believe somebody would do that to such a beautiful piece of piece of work, oh. and that how one time, you poor thing, mm-hmm. you were on tour and you were playing. With a um, yep. vehicle, the song vehicle, and you threw your guitar up in the air, and it fell down, and it broke, and you glued it together, and you still have it. And I still I read, have it. That's 
that's the guitar yeah. that played vehicle. And um, we were in Joplin, Missouri, wow. and I got so excited, and I, I, I cried. I, I really cried. It I was bet. just the worst. I still got it though, and it still sounds amazing, even though it's all glued back up together. Oh wow! You, you have let's let's talk about that rot. The song, the song we opened up with, obviously, and the new book through the eye of the tiger. And um, if you would let everyone know how to pronounce your last name, I know it's Peterick, right? Actually, it's Peterick. Peterick. Okay, Peterick. Okay, Peterick. There, it's Peterick, yeah. and and um. You have this great book that just is fascinating. I love the beginning of how you open it up in your childhood and how you were how you were voted in school and the pictures of you and 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 the thing just your childhood and all that and then you take us through all the different stages in your life and you really cover it quite fascinatingly and this book it's just such a great book um I love uh, the name of it, obviously, Through the Eye of the Tiger. And uh, Eye of the Tiger, we opened up with, and that song has a special place in your heart. You want to tell us a little bit about that song and um, how that came to be and all that stuff? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, well, yeah, I mean, to set the stage, you know, Survivor, we got together in 77. I I wanted to Mm -hmm. create the ultimate rock band, and I'm, I'm sitting in the hospital bed trying to recover from. Uh, a pneumonia and pr- probably, you know, on a, a codeine drip of some kind, you know, oh, and, wow. uh, I'm like hallucinating going, okay, man, I'm going to put together the greatest rock band in the world. And I, uh, <laughs> you know, I started d- designing it in the hospital room. And when I got well, I, I started calling people and mm-hmm. created this amazing band. You know, I called Frankie Sullivan first. He was, the hot guitar player in town. He was with a group called Mariah that I had written for. And then I uh-huh. called up uh, Dave Bickler, who was doing um, jingles with me. I was singing, like, you know, beer and tire commercials in Chicago just to... I just read to, that. I read <laughs> yeah, that. And the I, Brian Wilson... We'll have to talk about that later, about the Brian <laughs> Wilson jingle that you did and how you said you were embarrassed when you met him. You thought he was going to sock you for that one. I thought he was going <laughs> to sock me. You know, I'm, I, I did this. I, I must have made like I don't know a hundred grand for over seven years with uh-huh. I'm drinking up good vibration, sun kissed on soda taste sensation. You know, and I, you know I don't regret it, but I got to say, you know, when I was writing with Brian, he goes, "Hey Jim, what was that all about?" <laughs> and I go, "Well, they they hired me and I made a lot of money." He's okay. All right, I get it. You know. But uh, jingles were very good to me. Anyway, I have long story short, I met Dave Bickler. Dave Bickler was all, all, also singing jingles. We were singing, look out for the bull, look out for the slip small liquor bull, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I remember that and I'm one. Going, yeah, that was me. And uh, and Dave and I were doing all these jingles, and I said, this guy sings his butt off, you know. So, again, I called him. I called Frankie. I called uh, the original bass player and drummer were Gary Gary Smith and, and Dennis Johnson from the group called Chase, uh, and that became the first Survivor. We recorded two albums. The first one, uh, both uh, all of our albums were on Scotty Brothers, which um, I have to say they we owe them a great a debt of gratitude because they believed in us 
they didn't drop on um, the first two albums. The first two albums really didn't sell very well at all. The first one is mm-hmm. the one with the with the picture of uh, Kim Basinger around the cover in a, in a military uniform, and we're on mm-hmm. the back with the, the plane smoking, and we're, we sur- you know ostensibly survived the crash, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Second album was called Premonition, and that had a song that caught Sylvester Stallone's attention called Poor Man's Son. And it wasn't a big hit, but it was a regional hit in certain areas. And it had just, you know, Dave Bickler, he was a, the original lead singer. It just had this very street feel, you know. I'm a poor man's son working all night long. You know, it's really grassroots, Absolutely. you know. Yep. You know, Love and Stallone uh, heard that song. Tony Scotty played it for him because they're buddies. And one day I got early 1982, I get home. And I press the answer machine, and I hear a couple of, you know, my my uh, sister called and a friend of mine called, and then I hear, hey, yo, Jim, give me a call. It's the best of the phone. And he goes, it's a nice answer machine you get there. Give me a call. And I'm going, yo, yeah, right, Jim. right, whatever, <laughs> you know. I, I thought somebody was putting me on, right, you know. Uh-huh. And uh I played it back for Karen, my wife, and she said, you better take this serious, man. That sounds like Stallone to me. Called him back. The answer's, yo, you know. I go, is this, this is Jim Peterick. Is this really Sylvester Stallone? He goes, yeah, call me Sly. You know, so here's this kid, me, kid from Berlin, who was already a huge Rocky fan. Mm -hmm. I was told him. Sylvester Sloan. He says, you know, uh, I got this new movie, Rocky Three, and uh, I don't want to use that going to fly now. You know what I mean? I want something new, something for the kids, something with a pulse. You know, mm-hmm. I like that poor man's son song. Can you help me out? I go, heck yeah. You know, what do you what do you need? He said, well, I'm, I'm going to send you the first three and a half minutes of the movie. It's the montage. You know, I want you right. to get the feel of that thing. You know, so. You know, he says, you got to rent a, a big old Betamax Pro machine. You know, so I go out, and it was really expensive to rent. You know, like 50 bucks, you know, and this thing was huge. Lug it home. The next day, FedEx arrives, and me and Frankie, I invite Frankie over to the house, you know, my guitar player, and we put the thing in, and we see this amazing scene, you know, with uh, Mr. T rising up, you know, and, and Rocky kind of, you know, getting a little soft and losing, you know, the, the edge and doing MasterCard mm-hmm. commercials. And, but the weird thing, Holly, was that, you know, they had what they called temporary music in it, where it, it this was not music that was going to, we had to replace what we were hearing, in other words. So underneath right. the scene, there was Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. You know, bah, bah, bah. Another wow. One Bites the Dust, bah. And I'm going, this is fantastic. How are we going to beat this? And so I called Stallone. I go, hey, Sly. You know, by this time, you know, first name basis, right? And, mm-hmm. and I said, why don't you just use, I mean, no, I would love to get the gig, but this sounds great. Why don't you just use that one? And he goes, oh, couldn't get the publishing rights, you know? Oh, and, wow. You know, and that's why I always, every day, I think, I pray and thank Freddie Mercury for refusing the publishing. Yeah, no, because song. your song's iconic. It's iconic. It's an iconic song. It's been used for so many different things. But I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Carry on. We'll well, hear no, about it's this. true. I mean, it's true. But you know, I said to Frank, "How are we going to beat this song?" You know, mm-hmm. another one by Sadasa. Like one of my. I said, "Well, whatever. We got to try." So we turned down the volume uh, and we just watched the, the action. You know. 
and I had my white lust paw around my neck, and I just started going digga 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 Bop, bop, bop. I was just trying to, you know, line up the punches with the the guitar stabs, you know, and mm-hmm. and and we look around and we go, this is pretty darn good, but where do we go from here? Because he only sent us the first three and a half minutes, right? So I called Stallone again. I go, hey Sly, you got to send us the whole movie. Oh, I can't do that. You know, the movie company does. I said, dude, we got it. We got this hot beginning, but that's all we got. All right, you know. Next day, FedEx comes, drops off another reel. It's the whole movie. That's when we got the, you know, we watch this movie, and it's amazing, right? And we see. Yeah, it is. It is an amazing You know, movie. it's just an iconic movie. And you see Burgess Meredith saying, Rocky, you're losing the eye of the tiger. And we go, mm-hmm. okay. All right. We got the intro. We got the title. Now we just have to create the storyline. I'm a runner, so I'm running for the next three days. I'm running around the neighborhood with a tape recorder, jotting down, you know, <laughs> recording lyrics, rising uh, up back on the street. Did my time, took my chances, yeah. Went the distance, now I'm back on my feet. Just a man and his will to survive. Yeah, I got that, you know, and I'm just sort of I love jamming. It. I love you it. Know, three, three days later, we're in the studio, and we recorded the thing in two takes and sent it mm-hmm. to Swan. He absolutely fell out. He says, you really did it, man. You really, that's what I'm looking for. You're, you, it's amazing. But you got to write me a third verse. You got a little lazy on me. So yeah, <laughs> we had repeated, we repeated the first verse in the third position, right? So I go to Frank, oh, man, I thought we were done with this thing, you know. But we cheated a little bit. So last verse, you, go, you know, instead of rising up back on the street, it's rising up straight to the top. Had the guts, yep. got the glory, went the distance. Now I'm not going to stop. Just a man and his will to survive. And so we laid down the, you know, Dave Bickler went back in the studio, sang the third verse. We send it in. He goes, that's it. That is the, that's going to be a number one. And he was right. It is. It's, it, you know, and that song is so inspiring and, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people play it for inspiration. It's like really a very powerful song, Jim. I mean, um, it's and and you know, I love the fact that you're not afraid to sing either. You, you're right on pitch. You've got a beautiful voice, and you have a great strong voice. And it's funny because you were the only one besides a couple other people, but um, you know who does sing a lot when I do the interviews when I did a whole set of interviews with uh, reggae I did a whole reggae series and they are perfect on cue just like you aren't afraid to sing I mean you you got it and you know what really was amazing with amazing about you Jim is um, if anyone goes into YouTube and put your name in and again it's J-I-M-P-E-T-E-R-I-K you have your own YouTube channel. You have this like little um, uh, YouTube thing that you do where you're sitting there and you're singing. And you do a lot of unplugged stuff. Sure. Amazing. Amazing. Well, right well, thank on, you. Right on cue and you explaining the reason behind each song and everything and and uh, just unbelievable. And again, if you guys want to call in, it's three four seven six seven seven one zero three six. 
and the chat room is open. We have people in the chat room, and again, if you missed the beginning, it'll be on iTunes. I have to tell people that as we're going on, but you know, you um, let's let's start at the beginning with you um, first. Mm-hmm. Um, your childhood obviously was really fun. You had a really good child. It seems like you had a very good childhood, according to this book. Uh, um, you were very close to your family. Um, I loved how you wrote in there, your father got you the guitar, thinking that you thought maybe it would make him think to love him more. How could you not Mm -hmm. love your father? Father, I just (laughs) thought that was so sweet when you wrote that, because that's so endearing, because, you know, I understand that part. But um, what was it like growing up and what, you know, and, and then getting your first guitar and playing and and stuff like that, and how did you get to the point where, you know, you were in the hospital, you got Survivor together, you built Starship, and countless people written music for other people? Well, you know, it started really small, you know. Yeah. I started playing the ukulele when I was four years old. Uh, There's a picture, like, about the fourth page in on the book where I'm sitting very contentedly between my childhood buddy, Stacey and Johnny. And I'm right in the middle mm-hmm. with my ukulele, and if you look at my eyes, I'm looking to the sky. It's like I'm spaced out already. I'm like seeing the future, you know, because yeah. I get in the zone when I'm in the music, you know. That was me. Mm-hmm. That's always been me. And uh, I grew up, you know, with two great sisters who were much older than me and, and mm-hmm. en- endured me into the whole Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, all the great 50s artists that they loved so much, Fats Domino, the Everly Brothers, uh, Chuck Berry, they'd bring home all these records. And I was like five, six years old going, I like this, you know? Uh, and then we'd go on these long vacations to Florida and we'd be strumming the ukuleles in the back seat in my 52 Chrysler, my dad's 52 Chrysler, singing, you know, with someone like you, a pal so good and true. I'd like to leave it all behind and go and find some place that's known to God alone. This is sweet camp song, you know, and mm-hmm. the, the greatest they, those memories, you know, formed my whole, um, you know, being really those great musical memories. I can, I can think of an old song by like, if I think of Heartbreak Hotel right now by Elvis Presley, I can smell the room. I can smell my, oh, my, yeah. my parents, parents living room i i can feel the moment you know that's the power of music yep yep music's very powerful that way it it really is and and so i just kept going and then i begged my parents for a six-string guitar and you know they gave me this plastic thing with a contraption on it that you press down (laughs) and make chords and i'm going what wait a minute what is this you know so i i look underneath the hood and what are these buttons pressing down and that's how i learned to play i I, I looked underneath this contraption to see what buttons were being held down, and that's how I went from ukulele to guitar, figuring out what to do with those extra two strings. Um, and then my dad, of course, was a sax player. He had a, a great band, a polka band, really, you know, standards mm-hmm. of polkas. They would play weddings, bar mitzvahs, uh, men's clubs like the VFW, the Moose Club. The, and I used to, he was saxophone, you know, and I, so I took saxophone mm-hmm. when I was, in fifth grade, fourth grade. And I realized, you know, with music, you can become popular, you know. And as a, I was this nerdy kid, as soon as I, I learned how to play sax, you know, the girls, the guys, even, they started treating me different. It was like, hey, okay, get a little respect here, you know. And that was very, uh, you know, 
it, it was very hypnotic to to realize music can make you more of a popular kid. So I I used that, and then uh, you know put together the eyes of well what became the eyes of March originally were called the Shondells, and mm-hmm. had to change the name right before the our first release because. Tommy James and the Shondells came out right before our record came out with Hanky Panky. We're going down the street, and we hear new from Tommy James and the Shondells, Hanky Panky. We go, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Wow. We've got to change our name. They literally had to repress the record with our new name. We were all reading Julius Caesar in, in high school, and Bob Berglund said, hey, look at this line here. Beware the Ides of March. And we go, there's our name, you know. Uh, and we started playing all that around. Name. Love that yeah, that's name. A good, it's better than the Chandels, I think. <laughs> so playing all around, getting popular, teen clubs, playing all the record hops with the D- DJs, and we had a hit record in 66. Uh, not a big hit, but a, a good hit called You Wouldn't Listen. It was on Parrot, and uh, it was kind of like a, a British invasion kind of song. It sounds like the Hollies or the Kinks. We had the three-part harmony and stuff. But soon after that, we started adding the brass, and we started getting influenced by, you know, the stacks of old, you know, the the Motown stuff. We started doing, like, Sweet Soul Music by Arthur Connolly Jr. and Midnight Hour by, you know, uh, Wilson Pickett. And we loved that horn sound. And that started morphing into a more of a jazz rock sound via groups like Chicago, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Mm-hmm. You know, we're very mm-hmm. influenced by that. And one day, I just came up with this, I thought, a really cool riff. Ba-da, ba-ba-da. Love you know, that song. Go, oh, my you God. know, I said, this, this is pretty cool. And my girlfriend had dumped me, and I wanted to impress her. <laughs> I wanted to, you know, I said, maybe if I, you know, write a number one record, I'll get her back, right? And, uh, well, it worked. It worked. And, uh, you know, the song goes number one. Of course, the song was Vehicle which I wrote yeah. for her because she kept asking me for rides without being my girlfriend. She just ah. was using me for her ah. limousine service. And one day I said, you know, all I am is your vehicle, baby, you know. And, you know, the rest is history. Recorded this song. Goes to number one. This is the summer of 1970. And we're going, mm-hmm. what the and and suddenly we're on the road with, you know, Led Zeppelin, Janis Joplin, the Allman Brothers, like all the time, uh, Grateful Dead, uh, Poco, uh, you name it. I mean, it was just yep. an amazing summer. And uh, I tell some of the stories in the book, you know, it's just, I was 19 and going, what's, you know, it was just incredible experience. Well, you know, it's, I have to tell you something. Vehicle, ironically enough, is the song out of all your music that I listen to, which I love all of it, is the song I'm ending the show with today. So the original awesome. one with the brass section. And the reason why, and it was so funny, because when I was reading the book, you referenced to that book, so that, that, that song so many times in the book. And I was talking to Carol. I said, Carol, what should I, what do you think I should end the show with? And she goes, well, you know, and I should just explore, but here's some, some, some suggestions. And I went through everything and, and I just like was so spun out on vehicle. And I was like, I found the one with the horn section and I mm-hmm. love horns. Um, I yeah. mean, yeah. I think they add such a, such a different sound. And, you know, 
I like I like rock and roll straight across the board, and I I like all music, and it's really funny. I heard that song, and I was just like, wow, this is just like, you know, what, and I'd heard it before, but I just it just didn't click with me that you were mm-hmm. the one that did that song, and then yeah. I was just like, oh my god, and I, <laughs> well, and that's such a great story behind the uh, behind the song. So oh. what ended up happening with that? I mean, tell me the Led Zeppelin story about you opening this uh, for Led Zeppelin with that song. That was that was a kind yeah, of a cool thing. Yeah, that uh, really um, it, one of the high points really of my career was mm-hmm. when the Ides of March went went to Winnipeg uh, and opened up. Well, it was a big uh, festival that day, and uh, mm-hmm. it was on the on the bill was. Um, it started with wait a minute, Young Bloods. You know, it, come on, people now, smile on your brother, everybody get together. You know, so they came on, they were great, and then uh, Iron Butterfly and a Cara de Vida, baby. You know, and they <laughs> they killed, they killed, and then the Ives of March came on, and we were we had the night of our life. That's all I can tell you. There's always that one time where every stars line up and you, you're just in the zone, right? We could mm-hmm. do no wrong. Every number, the whole audience of 20, 30,000 stood up and gave us a standing ovation after every number. And we're, we're just floating on air, right? We leave the stage. They bring us back for an encore. Finally, they, we left the stage. Zeppelin comes on. And they are not having a good night. They were kind of under the weather, if you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. uh and they were really PO'd because the PA was really bad. Now, I had to march. We didn't care. You know, we were used to bad equipment, you know. Yeah, was, no, I get you know, it. Zeppelin was kind of spoiled, and everything sucked. And they had came on with a bad attitude. And the people yeah. are like, they're going, wait a minute. This I had to march group was better. So the next morning, yep. the headline of, of the article, the reviewer said, Ides of March steal the show from Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I mean, you know, shoot me now. I mean, this is great. I mean, I can die now. It was, but, but the funniest thing, Holly was after the show, Robert Plant, you know, invites us to their penthouse suite at the, at the fancy hotel. Yeah. We're in the holiday and they're in like the whatever Marriott or something. We go there and knock on the door and, you know, at the door comes, uh, you know, Robert Plant with his little bikini briefs on, you know, and his hairy oh chest, God. his mane, mane of blonde hair. He looked like a blonde god. And uh-huh. we look in, and the four, four Eisenhower, there's five of us. We look in, and there's a, we're going, wait a minute. This is not a party. This is an orgy, okay? And uh-huh. we look, and there's, there's na- naked groupies having a pillow fight. There's every sort of uh-huh. drug and drink. Going on, I mean, uh, we we there was a uh, Bonzo was in the bathtub with a, with a young lady. I don't know what they were doing, uh, and we're like, I'm like 19, uh, you know. Chuck was Chuck was uh, 18, and and you know, instead of going, wow, is this cool? We go, we're really out of place here. This is not cool, and uh, we we said, Robert, we'll see you. That was very nice. Thank you for inviting us. We left and we went across the street to Dunkin' Donuts and had had donuts. <laughs> and we were back in our comfort zone. That's that's the Ides of March. That is so funny. Oh my God! How old were you? Like nineteen? 
I was 19, yeah, and, you know, everybody thinks I was like a, a 35-year-old, um, you know, m- you know, black guy, because I'm like, hey, well, I'm the friendly stranger in the black sedan, I want you to hop inside my car. I got pictures, Candy, I'm a lovable man, and I can take you to the nearest star. I'm your vehicle, baby, take you anywhere you want to go. I'm your vehicle woman, but now I'm sure you know that I love you, I need you, I want you, got to have it, child. Great God in heaven, you know I love you. Wow. <laughs> you are on fire today, Jim. <laughs> uh, like, I don't even well, have to end the show with the song now, you <laughs> So, you're incredible. Wow. Well, did you ever take voice this. lessons? Did you ever take no voice way. lessons? Well, well, no, I, I did. I did. But, you know, really, it really comes from the heart. You know, it really does. It, it's, not about, it's not about how much you learn. I did take, I, I took a year of voice lessons, just uh, how to, learning how to breathe and how not to shoot my voice out and to have endurance. That's the main thing. But, you know, the real funny thing is just the companion story. I don't think I told this story in the book. I should have. If not, everybody thought I was black right before they saw uh. So we got hired on, a, on an all-black bill in Washington, D.C. B.B. King, five stair steps in the chairman of the board, all black. And we're the opening act. The curtain, the curtain opens. The audience is almost 100% black. And they see us seven cue balls on stage, right? I mean, as white as white can be, you know, suburban <laughs> white kids. And we start playing, and you just see their jaws drop. And go, what is going on? You know. Oh, my God. And, but I, I must tell you, by the end of the day, end of the set, we won them over every night. That was a week-long st- I got stint. Yeah. <laughs> I got so that, I mean. Yeah, it worked. You know, and I color. was going to ask you. I was going to ask you to tell me some of the memories of of you on the road, and you just told me, oh, my God, so many. I, <laughs> the Led Zeppelin one is not going to go out of my head for a long time. That's oh, my God. oh, my God. Oh, my God, that that there. If I, it, it almost reminds me of that movie. Um, what was that movie about the boy that went on the road? Um, oh, I know, almost, he was famous. Ready. almost famous. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. I am oh a golden God. God. Yeah, like that. Well, that that had to be. Oh my god, I love that movie. That had to be based on. It's one of my favorite movies. Isn't it great? Can't you totally relate to that movie? Oh, totally. But you know, I related more in in a kind of a sick way to Spinal Tap because I lived Mm -hmm. all those disasters that Spinal Tap did. You know, where suddenly you you see the bill and it says. Pup, uh, Eyes of March puppet show, and you're below the puppet show. You know, I mean, we've lived all of that stuff. The terrible routing where you think your booking agency, you know, put a dartboard up and threw a dart behind his head to to route it. You know, I mean, we lived that stuff. <laughs> I have to oh. laugh because you're too cute. This is so funny. There are so many great stories in this book, and you've got to get this book, guys, if you really want to have a really great book to read. There's a lot of really good history in there, Through the Eye of the Tiger. And um, you 
<laughs> I want to hear about playing with Jefferson Starship because that that there is near and dear to my heart. What was that like? <laughs> we we love them, you know. I, I yeah. just, you know, I'm, Starship was just uh, Mickey Thomas is one of the greatest voices mm-hmm. in rock. Period. Period. Um, I, I love them to death. In fact. Um, not to bring the mood down, but uh, of course everybody knows that Jimmy Jameson That's passed cool. away a, about a month, yes. a month and a half ago. And mm-hmm. the reason I'm bringing it up, other than to say that he was a dear friend and one of the greatest singers I ever worked with, uh, and a great guy, we just did a tribute show to him uh, in Memphis. It must have been like three weeks ago at the Hard Rock. And oh, wow. Mickey Thomas and Starship were there in force. And, uh, you know, I performed and they performed. Uh, Mike Reno, Loverboy, was there. Uh, oh. Members of Leonard Skinner, uh, Kelly Kagan, Night Ranger, um, and, uh, David Tax Ambrosia, a whole night. And, and some of Jimmy's original bands, like Target and members of Target and uh, the other band, Pro, uh, not Probe, uh, Target and, uh, yeah, this first band. No, Target was the first band. Uh, Culver. Mm-hmm. And, and it was yeah, a night yeah. of... A night of respect, music, rock and roll. Uh, we just had a blast, and Jimmy's Jimmy's memory was all over that room, you know. So it was I would very, have very loved cool. to have been to that. That would have been an amazing, amazing concert. I know that they're going to do a tribute soon to uh, Jack Wagner, too. Um, um, no, wait a minute. Um, Mr. You know the Mr. Wagner played with Alice Cooper for a long time. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dick. Dick Wagner. Sorry, not Jack Wagner. I'm thinking of my friend, the actor. Dick Wagner. What a great guy he was, too. Um, I didn't know he passed away. I did not know that. He did. He did. And it's really really sad because he passed on and he had just finished um, a project for a couple um, nonprofits. And I know you work with some nonprofits that you've done some work in. Um, for the San Pedro, I, I was reading um, about one of the songs that you wrote for a uh, children's organization. Well, yeah, well, San, yes, and the San Pedro's children, but more more lately is San Miguel, which is a uh, underprivileged school. There's two two versions of that mm-hmm. school in, in Chicago, and we just did a, a fundraiser. We raised almost a half million dollars. It was just wow. absolutely incredible. San Miguel is one of the greatest. Um, Examples of bringing um, actually ghetto ghetto children up, and they become doctors, lawyers, professional people. They give them the self esteem. They give them the education. It's just uh, amazing. I can't say enough about it. We do that show almost every year. It's just so great. No, that you know what? Before I forget, I want to wish you a happy birthday. Yesterday was your birthday. I forgot. I yes. didn't open the yes. show up and say that. Yeah. Uh, and everybody what goes well. I, I, you know, I, I, Karen and I, my wife of forty-two years, we uh, just celebrated awesome. forty-two years of marriage. We went to see Interspace. Thank you. Really? Interspace. Yeah, Interspace with, um, you know, what a great, great movie. Oh my God! I, I just. What's it about? I'm not a big. Well, it's about space. <laughs> it's about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the a futuristic world and. Uh, they they go exploring and they they find uh, not a black hole, but um, it's it's another kind of hole. Uh, they call it a wormhole, and through the wormhole uh-huh. you get to travel time, and um, it it creates a lot of problems though because 
Well, I don't want to tell you the whole thing. Just go oh, see no, it. Oh, no, I want to go see it because I, I mean, my whole life, when I was younger, before I got into what I'm doing now, I wanted to be an astronomer. I love oh. space, and I'm always on them on NASA. I, I, I follow all of that, and I suck at math. So that's the only reason why I could never become an astronomer. I unfortunately really suck at math. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I really love the whole thing behind the stars and how things are made. And, and you know, we're all stardust. You know that, Jim, right? Oh, yeah. We're all oh, stardust yeah. and we're golden. We are. We're, we're golden. Nixle. Oh, I yeah, love it. But, but it is a great movie. It, it really is. And then we went out to eat. Yeah, it, it's. I'm not a big sci fi nut because, you know, Karen, my wife, she's really into She was into Star Trek big time in 2001. So I knew she would like it. I mainly went for her, but I loved it. Because it was it was human too. It wasn't just you know Nimoy with the ears. It was it's really mm-hmm. cool, you know. Uh, yeah, so we had a real nice time. I, I birthdays to me is an all month thing. You know that was just one. Oh, yeah. That was the that was the day I turned. Uh, well, I turned th- I, I turned thirty four. What I turned sixty four, and uh, yeah, I feel great. You know, I mean sixty four to happy. me. You sound I, happy. You sound I, like I, you're celebrating still. I mean, I know because my birthday's in I December, am. so I know what it's like. It's like um, for me, once the month of December starts, it's like my yep. birthday every day of the month, you know, until right. Christmas because I'm born a week before Christmas. So it's like I totally get what you're saying. And, you know, yeah. my thing is we need to celebrate life every day as, as, as when we're here. And I know you've learned those lessons along the road. Um, mm-hmm. Too. So, um, I I I want to ask you um, about you writing for some of the other bands and playing in the song Thirty Eight Special and with Sammy Hagar and the Doobie Brothers. Yeah. You know the Doobie Brothers are up here. Um, yeah. This is actually where they're at. They've got a studio down the road from where I live, and um, really. Uh, yeah, on it uh BR Cone Winery. They've got a studio there and um I it's just absolutely amazing. There's so many people that live up here. Um Where you where, know, are you, Jack, where are Sonoma? Where are you? Sonoma? Oh, I love Sonoma. Sonoma yeah. is beautiful, but you know, when you've lived on the beach for nineteen years and then you're in the <laughs> middle of a vineyard, it's like mm-hmm. totally the opposite, you know. But Yeah, um, yeah. For me, it's like I like being by the water, but you know, I want to ask you when you when in your travels and stuff that you played because you played pretty much all over the world. What what were some of your favorite places to play, and where 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 would you like to go back to? And have you gone back and yeah, travel? Well, I mean, I, I love Japan. You know, Japan loves American yeah. rock and roll. You know, they treat you like royalty. And we only went over there twice with Survivor. And I'll let you go again with one of my, you know, current bands. Like I had some March of Private Lions. But, mm-hmm. you know, we played Budokan. And, you know, we just, the people are so great. I went with my wife one one time. And they treated her like royalty. They, you know, they gave her little homemade gifts and knitted scarves. Wow. And, and, you know, and she's she's blonde and tall. And they, like, they worshipped her, you know. And... And the whole band, of course, because we're, we're American rockers. Um, I love Belgium. I had the chance to go twice to Belgium 
uh, in the last decade with a, a mm-hmm. once with a group my group called Friday Lions, which has a really uh, very popular profile in Europe and Japan. Uh, and then I I went with World Stage, which uh, it's called Jim Peters World Stage, which is kind of like my superstar review where I'll bring members out of so many of the bands that I came up with and worked with through the years. I've had, you know, every year it's different. Sometimes it's, you know, Loverboy, um, you know, Aria Speedwagon, 38 Special, of course, uh, on and on. And, and um, so I went up with a, with a great show uh, and we just killed 20,000 people in, in Belgium and uh, it was just quite a thing. Well, something coming up, though, I want to tell you about. And I, yeah, I don't well, know how, right. how long uh, you, you're going to get me, but I do have to tell you, I'm, I, I have to leave to uh, go see Chrissy Hine tonight. I've got a date with my wife. Oh, see, my God. Amazing. Chrissy. Amazing. It, yeah, and i got to get ready pretty soon. But I, I did want to tell you that I've got a, a really big show coming up in Italy, in Milan, on the 15th, okay. uh, no, 12th of April. It's Pride of Lions, and like I said, I, we have five albums out already, Pride of Lions, that go really, really well in in Europe and Japan. Uh, when I left Survivor, I wanted to put together another Survivor-type band uh, where I would actually share lead vocals, because in Survivor, I really didn't get to sing. You know, I was the lead singer uh, in the Ides of March, I sang vehicle, but then when, when and I Tell, tell about my frustration in the book of wanting to sing with Survivor, but uh, a certain member of the band didn't want me to sing, and uh, therefore I did not. But with Pride of Lions, I found a great singer named Toby Hitchcock, and, and we shared the vocals. So Pride of Lions is kind of a big deal over there, and we're headlining the Milan Festival uh, on uh, April 12th, and it's just okay. going um, to be a terrific, terrific show. And part of it is going to be a, a, a tribute to Jimmy Jameson, where we'll do some wow. of the, the biggest Survivor hits that I uh, that I was involved with, and to Freg, uh, I can't say it right Fergie Fredrickson, who also mm-hmm. passed away uh, this year. He was uh, with Larue, and then he was with Toto for a couple albums and many solo records. Uh, so it's it's just going to be a great show. And there's a new artist that I'm producing named Mark Shearer, who's going to be a special mm-hmm. guest. And we have an album coming out with him called Risk Everything, also on Frontiers Records, uh, in April. So, yeah, it's very exciting times. And, and the Ides of March, I know I'm sp- spilling on here, but I wanted to get so much in. Ides of March no, is No, 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 I want you to tell, it, tell our listeners, yeah. this is this is your time, and I'm I'm kind of bummed out you have to go so fast, but... Because you're really I, I, fun to talk to. Oh my gosh, I, I love that. I wish you I, I wish I could. I wish I could talk all, all night. It's just that um, we got these expensive. Oh no, no, are you kidding? You, know, you guys but, need to go to have fun. I mean, you know, this is wow. uh, part of the the birthday extravaganza. But the Eyes of March is celebrating 50 years together since the first okay. day we got together in '64, and uh, we have a three disc set coming out in February. Uh, okay. We've released all the old Warner Brothers titles that were out and the RCA titles that we had between the years 1970 and 73. And then all the stuff that we released independently since 1990 when we reformed and three brand new tracks that are just smoking. One's called Last Band, Last Band Standing. 
and it features, of course, our great brass section, but also Steve Cropper of the Blues Brothers fame, and he was the guy that, you know, wrote Midnight Hour and all these great Soul Man and all that. He's playing mm-hmm. guitar on this track, just incredible. And then the third disc is Ides of March Live at House of Blues uh, in July. We had a really wow. hot show, 11 cameras. So it's a three-disc set called Ides of March 50th uh, Year Anniversary Last Band Standing. So uh, really excited about that as well. That's amazing. So those are things that are coming out, and you also just finished coming, coming off a book tour, more dates to be announced. And um, I really, really, it's really um important i think if you really want to know more about jim and his work and really go to a really great website go to his website it's amazing i i told carol i love the design of it It looks like an old radio and you've got lots of really fun things on there and you've got a nickname jimbo i wanted to ask you how how that came up that you got that name i know you're in a hurry and i wanted to ask you about your hair too you're 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 um you're loving purple these days. I love that. That's so cool. The last, yeah, last six years, I, I was probably the first person I know that had purple hair. I just mm-hmm. all of a sudden had this inspiration. What a cool color that is. And it became my it color. It is cult, beautiful. You know, and Jimbo, that used to be my high school nickname. Yeah. And then it just kind of fell away. And at, at age, you know, 58, I said, you know, that's kind of cool. And I, I, I want to stab, reestablish that. Now they call it a brand, and I'm going to lose 30 pounds, which I did. And uh, I'm a skinny rocker now with purple hair. You look and awesome. Jimbo. <laughs> you look awesome. You look awesome. And I've I've seen some of the pictures, and and I've seen the videos, and I see these are really cool. Go. To, so you are on Facebook. You're on Twitter. Yeah. You're on YouTube. You've got your own YouTube channel. Um, yep. What did I want to ask you? Because I know you've got to go. There were a couple things I wanted to ask you. Um, current projects, you just let me know. Anything else that we're missing here that we want to get everybody into? There's also a music player, guys, on his website that I dearly love. It's so cool. You go there. There's also subscribe to Breaking News. Um, There's one thing anything? I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I want to hear about it. Um, I, I think it's on my website. I know it's on my Facebook. I think it's on both. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a series called Guitars That Followed Me Home. Uh, yeah. I own, I'm a guitar collector. I have 183 guitars. And mm-hmm. um, every month I do a different feature, and I feature uh, either a bunch of, a group of guitars, like the last time I did, uh, the, the custom finishes. I call them oddballs and one-offs, where, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's the guitars that I had hand-painted by different artisans. Sometimes I'll, I'll do the vintage guitars, the, the really valuable Les Pauls and Flying Vs, and I talk about them, tell the story, play them, let people hear how they sound. It's been very popular, um, and I, it's my passion. It really is. It's my hobby. I bet. No, yeah. guitars and are the, amazing, and I saw that you I, – I know you're really passionate about guitars, especially how you first got your first one and – how you know humbling it was and everything you've gone through and I, I was reading about all the different guitars you have and in fact um there's one person that I'll hook you up with later on um who her name's Shannon McDonald and I told Carol about her she mm-hmm. she hand paints guitars she just finished a project with Gene Simmons um has done a lot of mm-hmm. stuff for Cheap Trick that you mm-hmm. worked with and um 
she is probably one of the most amazing guitar artists playing painters. She was voted the best Beatles artist in um by the mayor of Liverpool. So you have to definitely mm. have her paint a guitar for you. She's just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. I'll send you her what, link. What, I'll send it to Carol. Yeah, She'll t- send it to you. Send Carol, yeah. Carol the link. I'd love to see it. You're going to get me in more trouble now, you know? No, no, oh, no. Oh, my God. My, my wife's going to kill me another guitar. <laughs> No, 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 gonna, no. Gonna, no, she I'm can gonna, hand paint. No. So so what time is this uh concert? Where's it at tonight? Where's it where's seven thirty um it's seven thirty at the Chicago Theater and uh oh I can't wait. I'm a big pretenders fan. I me love Christine. She yep. she she and Annie Lennox to me are the greatest two female singers around. Yep. I agree, you know? and you know, there's so much more we have to talk about. I would love to have you back on. Is that okay? Do you think I could set that up with Carol, maybe? Let's when you have do more it time? again. Let's let's do a serial. Let's you know. Yeah, I would. Um, let's be serious. Let's do. Yeah, I would like that. Yeah, I, we'll do a series. Because yeah, I mean, I have, I have so much talked about about the cars. I I was so in me. You know, I owned one of the cars that you have on your site and. Unfortunately, mine got um, stolen, but I saw some oh, of the no. things you had on there. Yeah, the vet. Oh, my God. And, oh, no. um Yeah, but but you know what? You have some really fun stuff on here. You guys, go to his website. It's J-I-M-P-E-T-E-R-I-K.com. And also the book, Through the Eye of the Tiger. And um, will the new book um, tours be announced, the new dates and stuff? Yes, they will, and, and they're going to extend all the way into the next year. Uh, yeah, this is a long-term promotion. It really is. And yes, let's do it again, Holly. I'd love. Yeah, talking. I would like that. I'd really like that because you are really cool to talk to. And uh, oh, I want to thank, thank you, you so much for being here today. And I want to say that we're going to be ending the show with a song that's very near and dear to your heart which is Vehicle, which we now know the inside story of, which I think is such a great, it's always <laughs> great to know the story behind a song. And yeah. um, you are a fascinating man, and um, I'm working on a few projects, too, that I think that you would be a perfect fit for. So I will definitely talk to Carol about it, and um, I definitely would like to get in touch with you. So I will forward my information on to Carol and have you get in touch with me. That would be great. Perfect, perfect, Holly. Keep doing have the great tonight. work you're doing. All right, yeah, have dear. fun tonight. And um, right. everyone listening, yeah, have a good time. Go ahead and hang up because I'm just going to say and a few more things. Go ahead and get ready. Have fun tonight. I, I better blow, get ready. Blow another thanks to all the candle out on that cake, okay? All right, sounds good, Holly. Take care. Love have you. Have fun, guys. Bye. Okay. So anyway, I think this was a really fun interview, and we are going to be ending the show today with an amazing song um, called A Vehicle, and next week um, I will be on with Zoe Moon and her astrology, which is going to be really fun. So that's next week, and then we have some really great shows lined up for the rest of the month and then we get into the holidays and I'm actually going to be doing a show day before Thanksgiving where we're going to I've invited some very special guests and some that I'm still waiting to hear from who are going to be calling in and we're going to be talking about what we're thankful for 
and some new holiday traditions and some cooking things, you know. You know me. I love to cook, and we're going to be just having a really good time talking about creating new traditions and talking about traditions people are celebrating. I mean, I didn't even know Thanksgiving had been celebrated in so many different countries on so many different dates around this time of the year. So we'll be talking about that too. But I want to thank Jim so much for being here, and I want to thank Carol so much for um, allowing me to have Jim um, on the show and his new book, Through the Eye of the Tiger, and it's Jim Peterick. And the um, website is in the chat room, and if you missed the beginning of the show, it will be available afterwards on iTunes and on demand on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. And I want to thank everybody so much for being here and um, being such great listeners to the show and um, supporting us over the years. Red Velvet Media, we strive to bring the best in rock and roll and the best pop culture to everybody and any certain things. And we like to always focus on breaking news and bring you however we can through spirituality, music, um, uh, awareness. So make the best of your day and thank you so much for tuning in today to Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. You can find us on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Pinterest. Um, We have blogs. We're all over the place. And you'll be seeing us um, coming out more. We're going to be starting a very secret project, but it's going to be really fun. So thanks a lot for listening and we are going to end with a vehicle. Thanks a lot, guys. See you next week. You've been listening to Red Velvet Media with Holly Steffi. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time.
know I know. 